0: Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here and it's wonderful to have your company today for episode
1: 178.
0: This week on Toy Power, we're going to take a look at KB Toys. We've got our inside man on the job, on the show to talk to you about the toy experience working at KB. And then we jump into Five of our most memorable toys from our childhood. Joining me today in the Toy Power Studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Oi, Darren. Hello, everyone. And our good friend from the Giant Size Team Up Network, breaking the panel, Mr. Chris Wisdom. It's gonna be a great show. <laughs> 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 that was worth waiting for. <laughs> it, it is going to be a great show. A very big welcome. Uh, always wonderful to have Chris. And this has been a topic we've been wanting to talk to Chris about for, I reckon, a couple of years now. Ever since we found out that you had the honour, Chris, of working as a manager at KB Toys. One of, one of the toys that really, even from an Australian point of view, has a lot of memories for us. I mean... If you just think back to the Ninja Turtles line, a lot of those KB Toys exclusive Ninja Turtles figures, that that's something that we recognize mm, yep. here and we recognize the the packaging. So it's something very special to us. But obviously being in America over there, what it, I guess, meant for you guys. But if we could just maybe start off and go through a bit of to get your experience and a bit of insight into what it was like to work for one of these chains um how did you end up working for kb toys and what what position did you end up sort of achieving there so i
1: i used to work uh for an inventory company um called rgis uh they would go in every year and we would we would count physical inventory in a kb toy store so uh, I was a, a team leader. So what we would go in with uh, an auditors about, depending on the size of the store, 12 or less auditors to count the entire store. Um, so in the Kansas City metro area and then uh, speaking, all regional stuff that you don't really care about. Anyway, in the same <laughs> regional area, they had a, a district manager that that had control of, you know, let's say a dozen stores. So he was at every location with me as I was inventorying. We got a pretty good rapport. He liked me, trust me, and he was like, hey, you know, if you're ever looking for a job, I'm always looking for assistant and store managers. He said, and he gave me his card, and he said, just think about it. I was like, oh, too easy, and I, <laughs> called him. I called him. the following Monday, because the inventory company, like, I could get hours, it was great, but it was one of those that you're not a full-time employee, that's yes. your salary. Right. And those were few and far between. Um, so I called him, uh, I got an assistant manager position, essentially without an interview, the interview was all those inventories i'd done for him and then within a year i was a store manager at the largest store at the largest store in the in the district so now that's largest money wise large not largest space wise because we were also in the most expensive mall um so i was probably oh I, I floor space wise i was probably one of the smaller but i was i was making the most money
2: cool. nice sounds good so i've uh, been working in retail how long were you there for roughly at KB,
1: uh, four years. So mm-hmm. four years. I was a I was an assistant manager at the first one for a year, and then I was a, an assistant manager at the big one, and then I moved up to store manager in the in the in the, the big one.
3: And what for years that. are we talking? Are we talking nineties or early two thousands or?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late late nineties, early two thousands. Say I started in late ninety nine. So then what? About two thousand between two thousand two two thousand three.
0: So is this all, at this point, if we just cast our minds back, it's know a long time ago now, back to 99, there really wasn't a lot of competition from online stores. Is that right? Was that your recollection that it was pretty much all bricks and mortar in terms of your competition?
1: Exactly, yeah. Bricks Bricks and mortar, our biggest competition, of course, was was Toys R Us. We had the niche, though, because KB, typically, those are on mall stores. Toys R Us is a standalone. And then um, in America, we had Toy Biz or... uh, toy uh toy works is what it was called so kb toys toy works and that was essentially like your big box and bulk stores uh your your closeout deals if you will so those would be in strip centers not the standalone but they were bigger and they were the deep discount toys that we didn't have space for in the in the mall stores and then our other main competitors of course for the your uh your more collectible items you'd be suncoast video fye uh records because they were still around at that point sam goody things like that
2: Right, so given you worked four years in retail, that's about 16 years worth in any other profession.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely,
2: Ben is just shaking that's, his head what, in disgust. What, what is, I've,
3: I've been in retail for 20 plus years, so I must be an old man. Uh, you're, 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 yeah, 50, yeah. you're 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's,
1: that's, just, that's just regular retail. Then you got to factor in um, a mall-based toy store on black friday (laughs) that can only really comfortably handle about you know 50 people in that store (laughs) that was way more than 50 people in that store
2: i was gonna say so so obviously black friday big in america stuff like christmas and uh you know your sort of financial new year sort of stuff you would have seen a uh, a fair bit of crazy behavior from the people on the other side of the counter give us uh give us your top one or two or just any stories what's the craziest thing you've seen uh working just, in a store
1: just just in a common human decency thing the number of people that would come to the store before the store open and were like <laughs> Rattling regardless the doors. of when when it was yeah and it was it was the collectors and that was why early on like i got a real sour taste in my mouth for for the collectors, especially the Hot Wheel collectors, looking for their chase, the uh, the treasure uh, the, hunts, the gold cars. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, yeah, the chase, the the um the treasure hunts, and uh, I just, like, man. So then, like I've told you guys a few times, we would pop the, the plastic tags in them and hang them up on the on the side wings on the side panels of, a, of an end cap. So they would come in and be horrified. And I'm like, well, that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did have one lady though that came in. Um, it was the first year that the GameCube was out, and she just. She called ahead of time. She asked if we hadn't, do you have any Game Cubes in stock? Yes, ma'am, I have one left. I said, I, I I, cannot put it behind the counter. It's holiday season. This is the last one we have. I said, I haven't had many customers yet today. If you come straight down here, it'll probably be here for you. She comes down. Um, we start pulling stuff out, put it on the counter. I pulled a GameCube out of the case, put it on the counter, and it's a silver one. No cooth at all. She just starts straight Karen on me and she's like I wanted the purple one. And I'm like, well ma'am you did not you did not describe that at all on the phone. You just asked me if we had any in stock in fact any was the word that you used. Yeah. And she said, "Well, I wanted the purple one. What am I going to do with the silver one?" I'm like, "Well, I don't think your child's going to care as much as you think on the color versus, you know, having a GameCube." Yeah. And uh, so she had bought, I think she, before the GameCube came out, she had four controllers. I think she had five or six games. And then um, the GameCube, right? And then she she's just starts getting straight crappy with me. And I said, okay, well, that's en- enough of that. So I managed or voided it out, and I start pulling stuff off the counter and putting it back... <laughs> on it. And so so then almost immediately it flipped back another way and I got to meet another one of her personalities. And it was <laughs> and it was Boohoo Betty. <laughs> My God. It was instant tears. And just like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. you just don't understand how stressful it is. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, really? How many of you do you think I deal with? <laughs> I I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, ma'am, I'm just I, I don't I just I can't do this today. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna I'm not going to sell this to you. She's like, What, what do you mean you can't do that? And I'm like, Yes, man, this will be sold by the end of the day. I don't necessarily need to sell it to you. Um, <laughs> you, you I, this is not an attitude that I need at the store and I don't need you in here around my employees doing this. Um, so then finally we, we came to uh, to to an accord. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna-
1: and uh, we ended up selling it to her, but she she really had to, to modify her behavior.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, otherwise there'd be a crazy story of some kid growing up around 1999 who goes, I had everything, I had the games, I had the controllers, but I never got a GameCube. <laughs> <house>, oh, <laughs> I
1: took I took everything off that counter, man. I was just <laughs> all. I'm done. I was like, nope, nope, the house wins this time.
0: <laughs> but I love her comment, what am I going to do with the silver one? Well, you're going to do the same yeah. thing you do with the purple That's one. Right. You plug it yeah, in yeah. and you play the games. <laughs> it's quite, exactly the same. It's not
2: like a car with <laughs> a red one. Go fast! No. Like, yeah.
0: I'm
3: I'm guilty of uh, telling customers. Well, we also spread sell spray paint, so you can you can paint it whatever color you want. So uh, not my problem, you know. Mm. Fantastic.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's probably the craziest uh, customer interaction story I've had, other than the Tourette's guy. But he he just kind of traveled the mall, and he was just fun. Like, he was, yeah, every mall he has one of those. Sport, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just a good sport about it, and he yep. didn't, like he was. It's a good guy.
4: Nice. So, Chris, from a toy industry perspective, how do you think the retail games change?
1: Oh, uh, it's it's it is a constant battle between brick and mortar not understanding evolution. Mm. Um, I, and it's and it's weird too that you you go from the days in America. I'm not sure how it was in Australia. You, so you had. You had brick and mortar stores right where you could go buy things but the space in those stores was so limited that that's where places like jc penny and sears roebuck really became big because doing catalog shopping and they would they wouldn't have it in stock but you could look through the catalog you could order it it would come into that store and that's where you would buy it from so we're really back to that point anymore it's just you've removed the middleman and brick and mortar's got so comfortable being this housing place of, mm. of just just essentially you know millions of of, of feet of empty floor space that they've filled with junk essentially Um, because I mean it's a customer it's 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 efficient and it's it's more practical for the customer to grab what they want but they haven't been able to make that pivot back and really capitalize on their online presence Um, and the ones that haven't that's all it does is ends up feeding that Amazon beast and I get Mm -hmm. it at the end of the day you can't you can't compete with Amazon but there are a couple that can and Walmart their, their online support is terrible. Target's yeah. online support is terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot tell you of all of the stores, all the retail stores that have gone to online presences, Target and Walmart both get fed by people selling third party on their sites. And I don't understand. I'm like, you are Walmart yeah. and you are Target. Why am I seeing third party sales on your site? That makes no sense? Yeah. and so you, so you can if you go to if you go to Target and I don't know if you can do it through 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 the AU, you might have to use your uh, uh, your VPN to do it, but go and look through Target and Walmart and look through them and just just type in, type in uh, type in scratch, TMNT. and I guarantee you it'll come up. And it'll be some some third party seller will have it. They're selling it via Target and Walmart through wow. their site. Wow, that, oh,
2: that makes I, no I sense? I don't know.
1: And I all that does to me is is destroys your credibility as that online yeah. retailer when you're selling that third that third party. Um, you know, Amazon has a function for that, but Amazon also you know there's a verification like you can tell if it's if it's an amazon seller or if it's you know not if it's a third-party seller you don't necessarily get that through target and walmart you just have to be like yeah but i know that's not on the store shelves so i know that's not that's not walmart putting it on uh, but I, I really think that that's just the main thing is these these brick and mortar stores these retail companies just haven't figured out um how to officially, uh, officially yeah, effectively pivot in this this new this new world we're living in and it's a shame because you see a lot of old hats going the way of the dinosaur that I don't necessarily think should have.
3: But. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've, I've noticed a, an interesting trend here in Australia where, and it's symptomatic of the fact that we don't get a lot of product in bricks and mortar mm. stores. So if, if you take a cut, things like Marvel legends, black series, those sort of lines that are maybe a 20, $25 us figure, they equate to about $40 here. They're becoming almost specialty. Now, yeah. recently, Black Series has had a, a few reveals. Even Power Rangers has been in Big W and mm. Meyer and Target and a few stores. So there, there are times when it sort of seems to creep back in. But what what I feel like is happening is that those products are being pushed to what I would term sort of specialty online retailers. But yeah. here that it's not, I mean, you know, maybe available through Amazon Australia, slightly different kettle of fish, but smaller, you know, almost one man band retailers that have started up these retail presence. Yeah, and we've we've had we've talked about in the past a store called Premium Collectibles that um, went went under, mm-hmm. basically stopped fulfilling orders properly, and and you couldn't get in contact with them, and and that's the that's the feeling is you've got these one man two man shows which mm-hmm. may have the best intentions and want to do all the right things but something happens and that store is potentially at risk of, you know, going under or something happens. And, and a lot of the way those one-man bands operate is by taking these pre-orders. Quite often for the full value, you know, upfront payment for the full value of the toy, and you can be waiting. I've been waiting on one particular store twelve months to get a product. You know, an X Men uh, three pack: the Jean Grey, Cyclops, Wolverine three pack. Still haven't got it. Okay, still waiting on it, and and I I think it's been sent now. But we're talking almost twelve months between between you know placing an order and Mm. getting the product, (laughs) and that to me, it's almost like I feel like you know, if, if you can't go to pop culture you're dealing with a small yeah. niche company that quite often not always like Sam Cripps, nerve's paradise doesn't necessarily need to take it up front he might sort of ask for it two couple of couple of weeks out before yeah. it comes in or when it comes in but this 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 is the the move here that i've noticed where you're dealing with small companies that just don't have the security of yeah. a, a Walmart of an Amazon that you know you could lose your money and i lost a lot you know, mm. I managed to get my money back on premium collectibles but about three four thousand dollars outstanding at one point mm. that I had to go to my visa to basically to visa to get it reimbursed so that that's where I feel like we're, we've headed um, somewhat in the space in Australia which might be a slightly different perspective on, on sort of what you're experiencing over there in the US Chris
1: well no, you know the, I mean that's that's just that's symptomatic of capitalism, though, is, is is trying to spend outside your means. And even as a retailer, you, you see that. Uh, I mean, so latest story this week was uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese just filed uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy here in the States. They're operating at like $1 billion in debt. Um, they make a hundred million dollars in interest payments alone each year. Uh, GameStop, last I knew, GameStop yeah. was operating at like a billion dollars in debt, and I think AMC was operating at five billion dollars in debt. You know, that's 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 just symptomatic of, of the, the the problems of capitalism is living living and working and operating on credit alone. Like if you're not going to satisfy the debts at some point, that bill's going to come due, and if you pay it off, we'll,
2: yeah, yeah you're, you're
1: you're gone. And so I mean, if you don't have the capital to begin. To start a business, you know, like these one or two man operations, you feel for them, they get in, possibly they get in with all, you know, all the best intentions in the world, but that doesn't get you very far when the money runs out. So, you know, your catalog of the items that you want to offer, you probably need to tighten your shot group off for only a small amount. And yes, those are customers you're not going to get because you can't offer those products. But if you focus on the ones you can serve them and make sure they get their product and they're happy, that allows you the capital to go. Um, I've been really happy with uh, Megalopolis here in uh, yep. here in the states. Uh, hearing good things about one... them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're really good. Um, their their communications good. Hasbro Pulse too uh, has has been doing all right by me so far but megalopolis is one of those that gets them from everywhere unlike unlike uh, big bad they don't take the the payment up front you don't pay until that thing ships yeah and that's that's cool. what i like about it so you know all i have to do is in the checkbook or on the credit card i just make a line so that i know that money's already spoken for it's like it's gone but it's not really gone yeah and then when the product comes in they ship to me that's when the money's actually gone and i get it sometimes you know if you're a smaller operation you don't have that you don't have that working capital to be able to do it But you you can't just come into these into business like that and not be able to have a certain amount of cash on hand to satisfy things so that you can at the very least if you if your supply chain is a year behind you can you can instead of taking full money up front uh, whether it be the cost or twenty five percent of cost something but you shouldn't you should never be in my opinion you should never be taking full retail from from someone if you're not putting the item in their hand
0: yeah oh, look, I, well I, said I, I couldn't agree more but it's almost like here you don't have a lot of choice mm. that you, you're almost forced into this situation where you to get to secure the product because they're all sold out within you yeah. know a couple of months they're gone yep. right yep. so I, if you haven't placed your order and you haven't paid up front there are some people that are that like i said taking so you can be a bit selective but what what i find the most frustrating bit of that equation is when the communication dies down, when you've been yes. waiting, you know, nine months and you email them to say, where's my order? And then a week later, you don't hear back. So you email it again and a week later, you don't hear back. And that goes on for two months, mm-hmm. which is my current experience with the, the company that I'm dealing with at the moment, two months without a response Nothing. where they've taken your money upfront. Yeah. And that was where premium collectibles Got was to. at. Yep. Um, that, that's the bit that's it's that, scary. It's, it's yeah. the, the, the upfront payment combined with the poor customer. Experience and and I get it. I get these guys are under the pump. We're in a COVID situation, mm. but my, you know, and to your point, Chris, you know, focus on your, your core because yep. what I've noticed is a lot of companies they, they branch out, branch out, branch out, and they're ordering from all these places, all these suppliers. Something happens in China, you know, so shock waves go through, mm. and you know your Optimus Prime masterpiece, you know, is delayed, um, and that's fine because that's one item. But when you've done that with a thousand items. Yeah. You literally just can't keep up with those responses. So it's th- that—that's sort of a microcosm of where I feel the online. So the issue
4: is always never, never having to wait longer than than estimated for, for an arrival time, particularly during COVID nineteen. The the big um, annoyance is the lack of
0: communication yeah. and, and the invisibility on the issue, almost pretending it hasn't happened. Well, but, I mean, if you say you hadn't placed, say you hadn't paid any money. And you don't care like if they're not going to get back to you about the yep. order yeah. yep. that's that's on them but when you've paid a hundred percent yeah and they're not responding it's a very frustrating situation to be of in as a it customer is. yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. yeah and you know and i think you you balance that then too with how much of that how much of that is on the supplier and how much of that is on you know the producer you know like you talking super seven and, and you know uh, wave the TMNT line like it is so if you got it from this same the same supplier I bet you they'd be cating with you off of that. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. that It is coming. We already have your money, but it's not our fault. It's it's when it's when their supply line. It's something that they've done is the problem. That's when I and that's yeah. that's another. That's just a crappy business tactic. Mm. When it is the fault of the supplier they they will go they'll go comms dark on you yeah Yeah, exactly if if it's if it's where they're getting the product from then they're like oh yeah it's not our fault but yep here's 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 a here's a link to their latest their latest press release on on why it's what's taking so long getting these to get to
0: Mm -hmm. you yeah hey um kb obviously went into liquidation and is no longer around um Mm -hmm. you you did talk a little bit about the failure kind of to adapt and and some of the issues around online and and competing. What do you think in KB in the KB perspective? Is, is there anything more to it than that than sort of the online competition? Well, being a mall what, store, what it, yeah. No. What, what killed it? I mean, like it is unique in that it's mall. It's got you know high foot traffic locations, smaller store sizes. Okay. Um, what was it that that made it un- unviable?
1: So the first part is that it was mall-based. Unfortunately, retail space is at a a very substantial premium. So uh, anything that's based inside a mall, they should just get out because you're already looking at probably, you know, I would say anywhere from 25 to 50% of whatever you is going to get paid to the location that you're at, and that's wow. that's not sustainable because then you and that's that's just pure right off the top before yeah. you even start talking about payroll, right? Wow, yeah. um, yeah. that's, that's So that doesn't seem very that doesn't seem very sustainable to me. Um, KB, I think they just you missteps, and then of course you, the companies that buy KB and their their ulterior motives for buying it because uh, it uh, they saw things coming as far as oh, there's there's a lot of product out there that we can get and we can sell um so they wanted to flip these toys right um pokemon cards is a perfect example of of what worked for them they were buying packs of pokemon cards that by the time they started getting in the pokemon card market you're talking three maybe four generations behind what's currently out but all of a sudden like a glut of first generation pokemon cards are hitting kb toys and they're hitting at 99 cents a pack and so people are like oh oh i like that and they mm. go and they buy it and kb's always been about that like buying buying the stores that the toys that aren't selling offering you know buying them pennies on the dollar selling them at a discount that's still way more than what they paid for them, right which is good to a certain degree at the end of the day there are still toys that aren't going to sell we mm. didn't always get these toys in the best condition um and then you're and then you're balancing it when you go in and you get savvy to how kb operates there's there's the the, the, the famous red slash on the kb priced right yeah yeah so a new toy comes out a new toy shouldn't have a red kb <laughs> yeah. mark down yeah. but, but but all of a sudden like marvel legends wave 1 comes in and we have you know we have it i think they i want to say they were i want to say they were 15 when they first came out but let's just say they were 1999 no so i, think they, be-
3: I, I, okay. to, I Nine, think they were cheaper i sorry to i think they were cheaper me. i think they were 15 dollars here Australians. so i reckon they were 999 over 99. there wow yeah okay
1: so so let's so then, let's say they were nine. What they would do is they would mark them up to twelve ninety nine, and then they'd put that famous slash. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah. oh, they're getting it for nine ninety nine here. Um, <laughs> you know, that's will talk about the ethics of that maybe but, um, but
0: that's I reckon really borderline weird. illegal isn't it, it is, so, yeah, yes. it's, <laughs> a,
3: it's a big no no and if yeah. a supermarket or whatever now know uh, the big chains like um, over here in Coles and Woolies they actually have to state the date that it was you know the down down dates and things that it was this price uh, they, you look at the it was $6 yeah. on the uh, 12th yeah, of it. the uh, 4th you know t- uh, 2019 prove a history, of it yeah, being prove a history yeah. and then underneath now it's um, 5 dollars yeah. so to speak oh, and uh, moving forward Forward. I'm just—that's just a you know an example, but uh, they do prove the history because they are such a target. Yeah. Uh, a lot of um, smaller stores may be able to get away with it to an extent, but if they you know if they continue to uh, try and get away with it for too long, of course they're going to get caught out eventually. Yeah. So, uh, but the the big con- um industries—they've got to be really careful because they're the biggest. Tar- they've got the biggest targets on yeah. the back mm,
4: for yeah. sure. Mm.
1: The, the the downside of the lesson they learned from Pokemon cards though is they try to apply that across the board. So then when they can get in uh the in-sync the marionette figures at you know, for a penny for a case and then they turn around and sell them for seven ninety nine and then I have, you know, a f four by f, a three foot wide by I think that it went about five foot tall section devoted to my store in my store to pure blocked out in sync action figures yeah. that don't, <laughs> don't go anywhere and yeah. and the, and they, you shouldn't say they don't go anywhere uh i want to say jc is the one that didn't go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> about, about a week into it like you have maybe a couple of justin timberlakes but that's all just a facing yeah. and every you know the other 12 figures behind him yeah JC. so
3: and, so Chris, uh, unfortunately, we're on Zoom, so we, the audience can't see. But I, how many exactly of those figures have you got behind you right now, <laughs> yeah, uh, stacked up behind
1: well, you? Do his house to get them all. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, uh, it. But see, that's what you run into too, because when I listen to you guys talk um, about you know figures, uh, certain t- turtle figures, especially, um, I'm like, I know for for a fact that I saw those on the shelves at KB, and it's, and it's it's a it, And it makes sense because they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. These these sculpts are are trash. I get that they're rare figures now. (laughs) These sculpts are kind of trashy. I remember, I I think, uh, the Toon figures the when the tune figures came out and i looked at him i was like what is the point of this this uh th- that almost metallic flake paint yes yeah, yeah yeah i was like so the sculpts are i i get the sculpts are more looking trying to, to to look like the fred wolf cartoon that's fine but i don't understand your paint scheme this just looks like trash i don't quite <laughs> we had we had pegs full of them oh pegs my full God. of them. <laughs> um and then it's so then for every for for everything that you see in target um or or uh what what whatever department stores you have there they uh as far as the breakout by board games and boys and girls and all these there was that subsection in my store and my store only went back uh like 150 feet from the door it was only 150 feet deep on the store and probably 50 feet wide i had i had two gondolas in the middle and then i had a bunch of wire racking in the front and then on this the 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 four aisles that were created along the back wall it was just constantly jammed in i it it was a claustrophobic nightmare in in my store especially because my store um was in the the highest trafficked mall in in the in this in the the city Um, the the county that this mall was in uh, being that we're in Kansas we're in the middle of the United States and, and essentially like the the quintessential flyover state at Johnson County where this mall is located is Johnson County is I want to say the f- they're in the top 5 richest counties in the United States. What? Uh, top 5 uh, for, richest. For, for cap- what's that rich richard, richest? Oh wow. <laughs> so and and it's uh it, it's nuts to think about that but that's um that's unfortunately it and they they treat them as such, so there's there's a lot of money, and so retail space at that mall. Again, to go go back to the cost of doing business, retail space in that in that mall was very expensive. So KB couldn't afford to get a bigger footprint in order that they want one. So,
3: mm. Mm. Interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but yeah, buying all the closeout toys and just trying to depend on somebody saying oh yeah I want to buy that trash it's not it's not how that works like, <laughs> it's, it's not a win- trash and
0: sometimes you should just let it be trash yeah. <laughs> it's not a winning formula for forever it, it, yeah. well, it, it I mean if you're talking about the retail space right being one of the highest uh, you know top five richest counties yeah, yeah and you're you've got pallets of Justin you know whatever uh, uh, Justin Timberlake yeah like I mean that, that's, that's costing you money to have that sitting there yeah. isn't it like if it's not mm-hmm. selling yep. So you, you do have to weigh up the fact you got it cheap to the fact mm-hmm. that, you can know, you what, yeah can, what's what's can, the margin Can you
3: come and tell that to my boss, like, just quietly?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, and that was a thing, too, because so, so we had no function, really, to be able to send stuff back. Every once in a while, we would get, like, a message from corporate, hey, you need to box this stuff up and send it back on the next truck that drops off to you. Um, and essentially what would happen is it would go from our store down to Olathe, which is also in Johnson County, but in the southern part, and it was in a big outlet mall. And they had plenty of floor space. We would send them the trash that's not selling, so it would go to KB Toy Works, Mm. and then there would be further discounted and stuff like that, and they had plenty of floor space down there. But you can't do that all the time. Definitely didn't do that all the time. (laughs) Video game cases behind us, oh, they were very big on buying last year's and the year before that's trash games, and I can't tell you how many Barbie horse track race, whatever... (laughs) Game Boy Advance games we had. How many? I didn't realize there were, you know, 14 different editions of it, and we had 24. 24- 24 copies of yeah. it to satisfy nobody's <laughs> needs <laughs> the, Video
3: games are extremely tragic for coming out at that let's say $100 price point when they hit the mm. market at straight off mm. and then 6 months later you can pick it up to 20 bucks on platinum so to speak yep. and so it's hilarious sometimes to go into the uh, second hand video stores and you see the brand new one for $50 let's say and then the second hand one is $60 because they bought it in the time frame that it yeah. came out you know was so uh, it was yeah. so expensive, so they got a. They paid the person, let's say, forty dollars or whatever. So they made a markup of trying to make a markup fifty yeah. Yeah, percent. So trying to yeah. sell it for eighty doesn't sell, so they marked it down to sixty. And yet, you know, the the, <laughs> the new, one, new one, yeah, yeah, is is still cheaper. So I find that <laughs> quite ironic, but it still happens in today's market. So
0: very good. All right. Well, thanks, Chris, for give us a bit of insight into KBs. That's fascinating. I always love hearing the inside word, and I'd love to hear. The, the mathematics or the, the accounting you know the the what these things were i, mean, I don't want to bore all our listeners with those <laughs> questions but the margins well, so and... I
1: will, I will, yeah i will tell you our store just just on black friday alone we were a million dollar store in this this little Oof. 50 by 150 foot store that i was telling you over a million dollars i think that last that last black friday i was there i think we broke 1.5 wow in- Mental one day crazy. that's insane
2: <laughs> oh, geez. yeah not so, really. third, so, third so, so now estate. extrapolate like,
1: that foot traffic and all yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> i'm just i'm just picturing wow. like multiple people dressed up like the monopoly man just walking <laughs>
1: in just throwing cash around <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's nuts, too so so we what you yeah, the so the line forms at the door and on the way in we hand them like a bridge bag essentially like a 55 gallon uh, clear plastic trash yeah. bag, and they walk through the store dragging this thing behind them, and then they just chuck.
3: So there was no, wow. there's no
1: pro- COVID could have hit then, and you'd probably would have been okay because you've got this mound of 1.5 <laughs> <1. them. laughs> distancing, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, bag scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get to the, the, you know, they weave through, they get to the store, plop their bag on the floor in front of it, and then start handing it to us over the counter.
0: So, wow, that's it insane. was an experience. Yeah, crazy, crazy numbers. Oh, I could talk all day. Anyway, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to some nostalgia now. The next topic is really to have a look at. Five toys. We're gonna to go just go around, go around the room and talk about five toys that sort of influenced our childhood. There's been a few of these sort of mm-hmm. Facebook things yep. going along, with post to pick a day. Don't really talk too much about it. Let the pick speak. For Correct. Yeah. But we're gonna talk yeah, a couple of sentences on each toy, um, maybe you know the influence and a few memories. For sure. Um, ben, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Your, so your number one. Yes,
3: yeah, so I kick this round. Well, no around, particular order, right? No, no particular yeah. order. I for me, I started off this order, and uh, I don't know how everyone else has um, set their order, but I set it in the sequence. Of that I probably received the toys. So, you okay. know, starting sure. from the, my first memorable toy um, being Soundwave, so the Generation 1 Soundwave toy mm. I received back in 1986, uh, sort of the day my little brother was born. And that was sort of a synopsis for my parents to do that throughout the ages, to hand me a toy, say, Ben, you know, you've been mm. a good boy, continue to be a good boy We've got other things to deal with right now. So you go off and play with your toy. Um, here it is and, uh, you know, just keep being a good boy. So, And that's what I received on the day my little brother was born, yep. G1 Soundwave. Sound so wave, yep. massive, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: We we have a new child we like more. Go away. Here's yeah, the... oh, man, <laughs> much. Like, pretty much. Go play over there. That's it. That's it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they did that several times, and I'll I'll continue on that story. Uh,
1: yeah, it's not a bad way to go. Either.
3: Oh, and that's 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 why I'm still a toy collector today. I've got that mentality. I
0: think so. Yeah, mm, I'm rewarding myself. That's it. And now, virtually, Chris, you're next in line.
1: Okay. Um, I kind of I didn't do these in in the order that I received them. I just kind of did them like toys that always uh, I don't know influenced or just captured my imagination. Uh, and I'll I'll count down from five. But at number five, I've got a tie for uh, Thunder Punch and Battle Damage He Man. Nice. Oh, the, yeah. the, the the economy of what was what they did with those figures and the way they incorporate those features. You know the 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 pop caps for the Thunder Punch and just the the Battle Damage armor for Skeletor and, and He Man. Um, it wasn't something that was in addition to; it was built into the figure. They mm-hmm. were nested nicely. I didn't think they were obstructive at all. Uh, just just a lot of economy of the space that you had to work with, and those figures weren't like gargantuan for these added features. I yep. really appreciate those toys for that. Nice,
0: yeah. well said. All
2: right,
4: Darren, you're next. For me, first one off the rank is the original He-Man, which was something that I wanted for months and never thought I would get, and and then. Uh, um, Santa Claus or Father Christmas came through for me on twenty um, fifth December nineteen eighty three, and
0: I've been happy ever since. Nice. I love it—the fact <laughs> you never, you never thought you'd get a he man, and now you've probably got about fifty. I was you just going to ask how many he man you reckon you have now, Darren.
4: My mum told me no, <laughs> <laughs> that I could not have it. Okay, solo, I just picture honestly, you going and into that. it. And what's worse so, is so that <laughs> she made me hand over to her best friend's son Two days before Christmas. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so let me get. I'm yeah. yeah. just picturing Karen like, every time. would you like to give this? Can I? Can I get it like now? to, give it to that no. person? I'd like... No. I'd like to keep it for myself.
0: But Mum, I'm 40. Can I get it now? Yeah. No. No, you can't get
4: it.
2: Well, every time he's it's middle of, middle of the night, the rest of the house is asleep, and he clicks. You know, order the new Super Seven. He's like, take that, Mum. Like,
0: yeah. It's paid for now. <laughs> Try and stop me.
3: A, I, a silent he's, birdie he's, through the roof,
1: through the wall. like total. Is right, okay. total <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey your mum watches this show darren be careful
1: <laughs> he's probably buying an extra <laughs> he's probably buying an extra one just to pull it out of circulation for that other kid that wanted it,
2: and it <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear all right i'll go now this one um again no real order in the way that ben described it i just sort of went through my head you know sort of toys from my childhood i actually found it pretty hard because a lot of the toys that i really you know admire or or, or care about now are newer ones or stuff that i've done since i you know decided to become an, an adult collector per se but as going back into my childhood Number one for me... Well, not number one, but one that has a lot of memories associated with it is the original Lego Castle um, with with the knights and stuff. That's one that... My sister and I would would play with constantly. We were very fortunate; we had a huge box of Lego, and that was our that was our school holidays, our summer holidays type thing. That's that's what we did. It was how big a city could we construct? And interestingly, when we were sort of going through all that, when mum was cleaning out, it was the one Lego piece my sister actually cared about. The rest of it, she goes, "Look, take that massive box, but I will fight you for that castle." <laughs> um, Which one was it?
0: The yellow one? No, this nah, is the the, the grey one. one? Okay, um, yep.
2: the other one that sort of splits into like. It's 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 a square, but then it splits at the back into like so. It's got a larger frontage sort of thing. I think
0: I know the
2: one. Yeah, amazing, and uh, I won the fight because I've got it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you She doesn't have room for it anyway. Yeah, so. fair enough. You
0: did her the favour. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now, I've gone a little bit different with my list today, so I intentionally only chose one action figure, and I thought, what Ooh. were the what were the toys? What were the things I played with more broadly? So that's the flavour of sure. my list. Not to say that I could go on, I could go on a top hundred of action figures. <laughs> um, but the one I've got on the top of my list is the board game Hero Quest. so this was a game i remember it's sort of like if you haven't played it it's dungeons and dragons but it's the beginner's version right so it's a it's a board game you've got a dungeon master you've got your tokens and you go around and explore rooms and Mm. fight the bad guys but i remember going into local kmart at furl and buying it with my brother i think it was on sale at the time but it was hugely popular and we played that as a family Quite a lot, so I got a lot of fond memories nice. of the pieces. And you could be the—I was always the elf piece, and, and my brother was the barbarian. And there was a gargoyle you'd fight. There was expansion kits you could get as well to add different levels and stuff. But I just thought that was a really clever way of marketing a Dungeons and Dragons style of game to a, a more junior kind of market. Yeah, definitely. Mm, yeah, cool. very cool.
3: Very interesting. All right, number two on my list is of cool. You guys need to put a. You guys
1: need to put a link.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, oh. you, you've muted yourself, Chris. <laughs> so,
1: there we yeah. go. Better? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, Okay. Sorry. You guys need to put a link into uh, the, Bardic, the Bardic broadcast review from four years ago of Hero Quest. One of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life on YouTube.
2: Okay. Ooh, okay. Yep. We'll it's, check
3: that out.
1: So Yeah. You,
3: Cool, 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 cool. All right. Uh, number two for me is of course Thunder Punch He Man. So I, uh, the f- biggest fondest memory of Thunder Punch He Man receiving him was when we moved to Western Australia. Uh, Mum and Dad uh, were, were we moved into a new house and uh, mum presented me with my brand new room, four empty walls and a uh, closet. And I'm like, yep, that's cool. Mm. You know, nothing in here to see except for the carpet and a window. <laughs> and she's like, go and have a look in the closet. And I opened up the closet and she'd planted Thunder Punch He-Man in there uh, for me to open and play with. While, of course, they unloaded the uh, moving van. I'm seeing so a that theme was, here. Uh,
0: like, so how do we distract Ben that's from right. getting in the way?
3: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that was my... Big memory of uh, receiving that
2: particular figure. Did Did you get other toys when Mummy and Daddy wanted some quality time <laughs> yeah, as well? Probably,
3: ben? Right,
1: <laughs> I, it was probably subtly uh, given to me, uh, and yeah, I never understood I, it until the, you know <laughs> later on. So and, and they never mixed up the toy, Ben, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that's yeah. No. Ben had to find all his own batteries <laughs> and everything. It like. was
3: it was a baseball bat <laughs> that never m- hit the ball properly. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> I, I don't understand with this microphone. Is. <laughs> <laughs> no someone hasn't washed it
2: since I used it. <laughs> wow. All right. Um follow up on that, Chris. Good luck. Yeah.
1: Well, s- since you know Spectrum's got such supervision, of course Thunderhawk uh, has to make my list. Yeah, nice. it was that perfect that perfect blend of uh, Transformers and GI Joe and we all know how much I love I love my mask line. So Thunderhawk's there.
0: Awesome. Very, very nice. Good.
2: Yeah. Did you have did you have the two missiles or did they go walk about pretty
1: quick? Uh, uh they went walk about pretty kick- quick, but I I have them now. Yeah, yeah and very nice. nice. And <laughs> which
0: did you have the uh, the short helmet or the long helmet?
1: I had the short helmet, um, as I was doing purchasing for the boy recently, I, I have, he has one of each. So. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yep. Okay.
4: Darren, over to you, mate. So number two for me, very quickly followed number one, that's the original Skeletor that I still remember buying with Christmas money at the Eagle Farm toy world back in the day.
1: Cool. Um,
2: actually done. <laughs> looking forward to hearing Mark Hamill do the voice oh, of Skeletor yeah, in that wait. upcoming show. You'll be, be Uh Sticking uh, with that theme, uh, mine is actually also a Skeletor, but my Skeletor growing up was Dragon Blaster Skeletor. Yeah, boy. He nice. was, he was yeah. my standard. And it's the first time I remember as a kid looking at it and going this action feature makes sense Mm -hmm. you know instead of these ones where they just they spin around 180 or you know the fact that He-Man's backpack exploded when he punched that never sort of resonated with me take that back
3: (laughs) I thought it was the coolest (laughs) thing there's a cat gun inside you know a it's dangerous um, when you're the master of the universe you can have guns for uh, you know arms that's for sure
2: but for me it was like it was this you know this dragon that was sort of almost fused to his armour hanging out the side squished ahead head and, and and water shooting feature, and no, I just thought it was the coolest. It was thing.
3: like for me, it was two characters in one. Yeah, you know, you a were character. getting a, bang, a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, with that and figure. you could
2: even take the armor off, and you know, if you had an armor from another thing or one of the accessory packs, you could turn him into a regular looking Skeletor almost. So yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, my childhood uh, Skeletor. Now, good call. It's-
1: it's kind of funny that we're talking about these he-man figures with the you know with the exception of skeletor but these essentially built-in features and then later lines that tried to add these action figures and it was always about adding to the figure instead of using the space available yeah you know you think of the water squirting turtles and you've got the the squish thing on the back uh getting uh yeah it's it makes the toy bulkier or miss less manageable or there's there's an accessory to lose right away or get Mm. a hole in this yep yeah. ahead of yeah. the time of in so many different ways oh, yeah, without a doubt well, yeah. it
3: didn't interrupt the aesthetics in a lot of way that yeah. other toy oh, lines actually. failed to uh, yeah. you know to con- con- construct into the, yeah. inside yeah. the oh, actual figure the, so to speak the
0: engineering's so. pretty tough like 100%. you look at even the new adventures line where they didn't get Darius they couldn't get the feature to work. So they yeah. had to, like, you know, he was on the box art for Wave 1, but they never produced it. So it's hard to do, mm. you know, engineering-wise. All right, speaking of engineering, the one I have in my list was the Jet Hopper. Now, this oh, the was RC car. the RC. Nice, these man. Cars. Yeah. And I remember um, Christmas, my brother getting a red Jet Hopper and I got the yellow one. And we almost had this paved area out the back of our house with like a fountain in the middle it was like a natural race course so we'd just go out there and we'd race these rc cars and that was the craze like rc was massive Tyco. yeah oh dude Tyco were really really (sighs) good
3: Uh, i've I've got to do a shout out and i don't have it on my top five but i did do it in my top 10 for the facebook page and things i had the fast tracks the Tyco fast tracks right had caterpillar wheels and things yeah Four hours it took to charge that damn thing. (laughs) Like honestly, ten that was the best (laughs) ten minutes. That was probably when mum and dad were having special time. I could I could have ten minutes of bliss, right? And oh man, it was just yeah. So many good memories of that thing. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Anyway, uh, number three for me was, of course, Superpowers Batman. Nice. And unfortunately, I have very spotty memories of this Superpowers Batman, but I I put it on the list because this is uh, my, you know... This is the reason why I, I was so passionate for the 89 film when it came out. This is the reason why I have such a, a strong memory and uh, close to deep dive Batman mm. from later in the line and things. You know, if I got the Secret Wars Spider-Man back in the day, I probably would have been such a Marvel fan yeah. growing okay. up. That's so but because yeah. I got, you know, Superpowers Batman and sure. Robin and Penguin and whatever else th- throughout the years, uh, that's why to this day I'm a DC fan, uh, you know, through Ooh. and through. Yeah. So.
2: Mm, nice. Uh, over to you, Chris.
1: All right. So uh, I'm following Trent. I actually have a board game here too, too, in fact. So uh, Pressman Games, the X-Men board games, both uh, X-Men Alert Adventure and X-Men Under Siege, uh, 92 and 94 respectively. Uh, the board games were, were easy to follow and play. And then just the... Uh, would we get like 36 individual little action figures that were just begging to be painted, begging <laughs> to be painted. Um, so now this was before, you know, I realized I had these games before I had uh, realized that there were such a thing as minifig painting and tabletop board games of, of that level. So I just had my tester paints for my model cars and doing what I could with those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's those. I, I can't tell you how many times I, I played those games. Uh, just, I had a, a dumb little brother that wasn't smart enough to play it. So I was always <laughs> playing myself. <laughs> <laughs> love, love you
2: Jake
4: <laughs>
2: nice Darren what's next on your list mate
4: I'm really sorry Ben number three for me is the same as your number three it's nice Kenneth Superpowers Batman
2: yep Cut um, it's
4: just especially if you're doing him in the order received on the list that's mm. the, the next one um just to give you a quick little anecdote about that, so I'm not repeating Ben. The very first superpowers Ken of Batman I got was actually faulty. The power punch feature wouldn't work, so it actually had to be returned to the store of purchase um, in exchange for another. But um, you know, the replacement was absolutely perfect. Yeah,
3: mm, another nice. line where they did very well with the action features built into the uh, toys.
4: Mm. So. so, so true. Mm. I was
1: gonna, I was gonna ask what the date was on that purchase.
2: Come on, Darren. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Come on, have you still got the receipt, surely?
1: Yeah, I know. That.
3: <laughs> what was the year, Darren, that you picked that one up? The year I got
4: that would have been 1987.
2: <laughs> love it.
4: I love I love it. I uh, actually remember well. Um... <laughs> 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 it was well, sale, actually. What was it like um, that day? That, yeah, no, I'm... Um... Actually, unfortunately, the year the line was coming to an end in Australia. But, yeah, but, um, yeah I got a lot of very cool stuff that
2: year. <laughs> nice. Speaking of uh, speaking of cool stuff, we'll go to my next one. And I, I'm torn on this. I'm going G1 Transformers, which was a big, big part of my childhood. My parents, considering they were definitely on the more expensive end of, of toys in that era, my parents were very generous with what I ended up getting. And I wanted to go Power Glide. I've mentioned this story a few yes. times before about, you know, that I lost it and was found on one of the, the army planes that my dad was sort of flying backwards and forwards. But I ended up picking Ultra Magnus G1. He, I never had Optimus Prime as a kid, so he was my Autobot leader. And I sort of still felt like I had Prime because yeah. he has that, with that white, white cab, cab yeah. uh, die-cast, so it's got a few little dings and stuff from it over the years. Um, had all the pieces, uh, still got all the pieces with it. Um, and it was one of the ones that actually had the paint on oh, the face instead man. of the, yeah, the, cool. the generic blue yeah. one that a lot yeah. of people have. So, yeah, whenever I set up my, if I'm moving my... G1 shelf around, that's the first one. I go, right, prior to place, where's where's Magnus gonna go? Sort nice. of thing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very
1: cool. And All then right. you saw that then you saw that movie and you're like, oh, I like the chump.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. He was a big. Oh, I can't deal with that now. Every time I hear that one, I'm like, oh come it. on. <laughs> <Sure> <laughs> it's our
0: darkest hour. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. All right. uh, my number three, is this is something a toy I didn't have, but has such fond memories of playing at other people's houses. I had to put it on my list. And it's the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which I had friends. I had a friend that lived just up the road and I'd go over there and pretty much just crank it. Super Mario Brothers. I mean, so many good games, but I think for me, the most iconic game, Super Mario Brothers, was just so much fun and just blew my mind.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. All right, number five for me. Sorry, number four for me is of course the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Their arch nemesis, the villain, the Shredder. Freaking <laughs> love that character. I only had that first gen one. I never had any of the variants and things, but he uh, spawned such a iconic memory for me. And just uh, I just thought he was so cool. The the perfect villain on screen for my um, you know y- youth. Type thing, growing up and things. I just thought he was amazing, and then to find out, you know, the comic book backstory was just a one and done villain, and uh, (laughs) you know. But the depth of the two thousand three, you know, I just, I just, I I, you know, for years uh, he was just my ID on online and things like that. Um, I just, yeah, I just adore him. Uh, yeah I
2: think he's amazing so hang on he's number two well it's gonna oh,
0: cause no, no as, particular order oh, no no
3: no this oh, is just this the order, in, in, uh, order of uh, me receiving right. them back in the day okay so yeah sure yeah all right. But, but okay. yeah. so for me, like the turtles came out when I was what eight, eight mm-hmm. or nine, sort of thing. So I had a lot better memories yeah. of looking at them, deciding what character sure. I was going to pick off the pegs, rather than masters. It was all you know, Ben here's this character, Ben here's, or taking me to the toy store. I might have, yep, yeah, that I like that color scheme type, yeah, type exactly. thing. Whereas I remember you know saving up my pocket money and buying these, yeah. you know, nice. as opposed to receiving the other toys previously as gifts. Yep. Absolutely. So you you went sense.
1: to the store and you were like, hey, that scoliosis ninja, I think I want him. <laughs> Take that back.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now,
2: with chiropractic action, Black.
3: <laughs> the, the hunchback of Notre Dame.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, where are we at, mate? All right. So I am going down in order and I'm probably going to have a little controversy with one and two. But so number two. I, superpowers line is there. Only I didn't go with the cowl. That's Ooh. Superman all the way. Oh. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, had to that, be. That's,
2: that's, well, that's why you live in that's, Kansas,
1: that's right? right. In <laughs> <laughs> One of the benefits. <laughs>
0: it is. I mean, I love the Batman, but that's Superman head sculpt, and and obviously the physique, the torso, and the sculpt of the the body. But that head sculpt is so beautiful. You know, the curl, the blue mm-hmm. eyes, the the kind of stern but but good hearted smile. Like yep. it's amazing what it captures in that. Quite a small action figure. The the captures the comic look, it captures the spirit of the character. And it does something in a way that I, I feel is lacking in kind of some of the the more mass produced modern toys. Yeah. Um oh. just just that, that real love or craft for the character that shines through. I don't know if that's nostalgical mm. speaking. But there is something in particular about that head sculpt that is just magical. Yeah. Yep.
1: Absolutely, and just and just the fact that they threw the symbol on the cape as well, and so many toys after yeah. have have omitted that, and even cartoons, because it's just easier to not not deal with yeah. anything on the cape. But they were doing it in the you know the mid '80s. So, yeah.
0: yeah,
4: Darren, over to you, mate. So for me, number four is the Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Michelangelo figure. <laughs> Now this one for me means a great deal because in 1990 Turtles exploded um, due to the film and and cartoon being on five days a week and that the Fred Wolf cartoon and they were impossible to find and it took forever to find any and then the first Michelangelo I got was the Rock and Roll um, wacky action one yeah and then I got the other three Turtles in the originals because that was what I could find but I couldn't find a Mikey so. I, I almost gave up. I didn't think I was gonna find it. It was that hot. And then I still remember walking into a cold supermarket and the mother lied, looked like they had turtles figures everywhere. And that that's how I got my, my Mikey figure and, and um it came at a time when I really needed it. Um nineteen ninety was the year I, I lost my grandmother. It was the, the first loss I'd encountered and and Ninja Turtles became that pretty can sink my imagination in and escape from and and that mikey figure will always mean the world nice
2: beautiful it's a lovely story all right i'm going with uh one of my other uh big loves that i was thinking about this toy line just the other day and i was like i don't usually regret selling stuff because i've come to that decision and gone yep i'm going to move it on but mask I really wish. I'm, I'm guilting I
0: had... out here. I'm going <laughs> to come on in and take it all back.
2: <laughs> no, look, and uh, picking. Uh, I know, uh, Chris, you're a big fan of, of Thunderhawk. For me, Rhino. Rhino is yeah. where it's at. Like, yeah. it's just. I, I, I somehow, and I don't really know how, I somehow had two at the time when I was coming to sell them. I had two. One that was. Uh, probably missing a couple of little pieces but I know the front grille never sort of lined up like the spring mechanism had gone and the chrome was a bit worse but I had to and I just I have so many great memories of that It's it was a vehicle but it was a base at the same time that huge rocket that a rocket you yeah. know because it was at an angle what I would end up doing is look over the top to place your figures inside accidentally you know flick the firing mechanism and shoot myself in
0: the <laughs> eye right <laughs>
2: no. it was just uh, yeah and the little thing at the back the little um, ATV oh. that sort of pops off, yeah. that kind of sort. like
0: ejector seat as well. Yes, the ejector seat out the side, out to the yep. side. Yep, that was always great fun. And, and the little car that comes off the back. Yep, so yeah, cool. Loved it. it was a great you know, so,
1: And And you to think now that re- sorry. I was going to say, Frank's the reason that we don't have action features like that in toys anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He's
2: the kid. I'm the the child safety
0: kid. Yeah. yeah, One-eyed Frank here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I have gone, my my fourth one is an action figure, and it is from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line, and it's Casey Jones. Oh. Nice. Uh, Got Casey Jones very early on, and I think just that look of, you know, the the hockey mask and, and... um, he was a, he was a favorite of mine and he was the figure I took with me to see the 1990 film into the cinema <laughs> and, and he had a good appearance although he didn't wear the hockey mask for very long in the film which was always a disappointment but uh, you know looking back now I can see why they were reluctant to um, you know cast an actor and put him in a a mask the for whole the whole, th- the whole time it's yep. really only until the Mandalorian that we have been able to get <laughs> they always You'll... want to take the mask off yeah, that's
3: I, it. I also think that because of the um you know was it uh, not is it Jason that wears the hockey mask uh, the, um, You're the horror guy. horror guy so you know <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: they, they don't want to yeah, um, associate that uh, yeah too. that scare especially for the first film they don't know if sure. it's going
2: to take off so to speak and so. why would you not want to see Elias Elias uh, Kiedis's beautiful face exactly. like he was he was oh, one of the best parts of that movie mm.
3: All right. Rounding out number 5, of course this is hard and I've got many honorable mentions, but of course I have to shout out Kenner Scorpion Alien. Oh Ooh. yes. I oh I remember seeing a display at John Martin's of these films, uh, these toys and they blew me away. Like they're like oh my god they make horror toys yeah. for kids. I was just blown <laughs> away. And, of course, they were too expensive for me to, to purchase and I couldn't afford them with my own little pocket money and, you know, lean over to mum and dad's, can I have these notes? You know, instant nope. Come on, yeah. move along. So I didn't get them, and then to find them uh, about a year later on clearance at uh, Big W for four dollars each, right? Mm. And all of a sudden, my my little pocket money, you know, my twelve dollars, all of a sudden, I could buy a small army of yeah. alien figures uh, on the pegs, and uh, it was just it was so memorable. I love the Scorpion alien uh, over the others because he he's very um he's got the ridged head, the dome head, so it's very aliens esque rather than alien. Uh, had a very smooth dome Mm, um, so he was you know very aliens-esque and uh, he had a exploding action feature. So that was, you know, very movie representation yep, when, yeah. um, Drake, you know, shoots the alien oh. and he explodes. So I love that action feature and, uh, it came with a Brown face hugger, which was realistic enough to yep. me to believe other than, you know, aside from the blue one that came with the gorilla, I just freaking adored him over the others. Cool. Brown sc- color scheme, uh, realistic, you know, believable. Uh, he's just number one, uh, of nice. uh, my you know, those, that toy line for me. And, uh, i'm very proud i had it back in the day so cool
2: christopher
1: all right so number one superman again and this is where the controversy is going to come in but the toy biz dc heroes one and when i compare the two figures there's there's a couple of minuses right with with the 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 dc heroes line yep you know the metal screws and the knees it's just kind of weird um, but I will tell you that 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 magnet and yeah. kryptonite ring feature is so much more perfect for Superman than the punch feature in in the Superpowers line, and that's why I go with that one every time. That one is probably probably my all time favorite Superman figure, and it's and it's all about that that kryptonite ring in interaction. So wow. and what does that so, k- kryptonite so ring do? Yeah, well, I, I don't have it. So talk, I, talk it through so for those op- who don't know. So so they're off. Op- so inside inside the chest of Superman. There's a magnet. And the the magnet is facing out to the opposite pole of the magnet that's inside the kryptonite ring of Superman. So as you get closer and closer to Superman, with pushes the ring, him away. He starts to he starts to wobble and eventually he'll fall.
3: Oh wow! <laughs> <And> <laughs> how cool is like, that?
1: How, how brilliant magic, that, right? you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: mystic, you know. Wow, that's <laughs> cool. As a kid, that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I'm. And then on the backside, you're like, oh, but wait, that makes me Lex Luthor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so to go from that, Toy Biz go from that genius move to a Lex Luthor action figure that punches himself in the head.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta see that ring. You got to see. <laughs> Just checking it's working.
3: He's got to give it a kiss, you know? Like-
1: <laughs> kiss the ring. <laughs>
2: yeah. oh, brilliant. Uh, Darren, what's your last one, mate?
4: Number five for me is the Kenner Dark Knight collection, Bruce Wayne. Now, that okay. might seem like an odd choice, but for me, I was just buying away. I still remember seeing that at John Mardin's West Lakes for the first time. I had wanted a Bruce Wayne figure going back many lines before that, and I was just um, mesmerized by the fact i had done one like Michael Keaton as he appeared you know certainly back then i thought the the, the likeness was very good for um for the scale and and for the technology available and i still think it holds up today so yeah that one had a huge impression on me and and just loved the figure
2: cool nice. All right. Uh, number one for me should come as no surprise. I am talking turtles, and is my boy Leonardo. Leonardo. My, and I've told this story a little bit before, so I won't go into great detail. But I distinctly—I I had never, I'd never really shown any interest in turtles to this point. But my dad just went, "Hey, that looks kind of cool." I'll get this for the boy and you know now some 30 <laughs> odd years coming up 40 years later I don't know he realised what quite what he started sort of thing so and you know that memory of taking him into school the very yep. next day and everyone around me was like what? what is that I don't know what that is and within, but I like it exactly <laughs> and a week later it was just Everybody. turtle mania sort yeah. of thing and I just would look around and there was fights being started over turtles and I'm like I did that. That was me. <laughs> like...
1: So yeah. Had
2: nothing Frank's to do dad's
1: with walk... Frank's dad's walking in the sea like, oh crack cocaine. Frank like... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: And hence the drug wars began. Like...
0: <laughs> All right, and my last one, very obscure, but it was the I don't know if you remember this, it was the Aerobi, which was a basically you know you'd, you'd get your yeah, frisbee and you'd yeah. throw it and it would go like five oh, meters yeah. and go off the side hello, hello yeah. aerobi! Yeah, it was yeah. like this oh, rubber orange ring. rubber ring yep. and it actually had like a you could yeah. fold up yep. the edges for, and you could you could just and that thing would take off go like a rocket miles, yeah, yeah. go for like 40 50 meters like easy as a kid throwing it yep. you know so I just had so much fun throwing that until I got it stuck in a tree. Yeah, it's always
2: me, the way. Me and, my, me and my
3: brother had the pink one, yep. and we used to. Mum and Dad used to play tennis, so we used yep. to go on, down on the tennis courts, back back in tennis courts, three courts, uh, you know, vacant free, yeah. and chuck it to each other and freaking hell, man, they go oh, they go was, a mile. Yeah. And I was hunting at um, op shots and yeah, I saw a vinyl. I back? saw a vinyl thing, right? And mm. it was an Aerobi in its box because it, it's the same as the um, like a. a, a, a Cardboard box, yeah, cardboard box vinyl, like a music vinyl. That's what Ah. it came in. It came in a box. It was an original. It was an original '80s version. So I gave it to my brother for uh, his birthday a few years back. As uh, you know, where'd you find it? At at an op shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, like at first I thought it was just a a music vinyl, and then I'm like, oh, it's a. It had a picture of a kid, like you know, uh, ready to throw (laughs) the disc. So. Wanted warranted me to have a look closer look, and I realised there was a frisbee inside it, and I'm like, my god, it's an original. That's and it was the same pink one as.
2: A color as we had. so okay. yeah. I could just see some music nerd picking it up going, Oh, it doesn't even have a side mm. two. Yeah. <laughs> Put it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we might go
3: around the room real quick and do honorable mentions. Uh, so I did a proper top 10 in my Facebook page and Instagram, and I um, left this one off, but it's a, a real strong honorable mention for me, and that is the Battle for Eternia board game. Oh, right? yes. Yeah, so, yes. I'm, cool. so back in the day, I had maybe 10 Master of the Universe characters, right? A physical, actual characters out of, what, 60, 70 characters you could eventually collect. But this Battle for Eternia game boosted my numbers like exponentially. It gave me all the Series 1, Series 2 characters, gave me some characters I already had in physical form. And, uh, you know, it was the fight you couldn't be He-Man yeah. starting off the game. You That's had to be right. another character. And I didn't have Snout Spout, so bang, I was always going to be Snout Spout <laughs> playing that game. And it was the uh, plight to save uh, He-Man every game. And I I just freaking love that game. And mm. I've got multiple sets uh, to this day that I've held on to. The box art's amazing. It just melt, felt
1: like I had a bigger toy collection yep. yeah, uh, having mention. that game.
2: So mm. Sure. Chris, any honourable mentions there, mate?
1: Yes, yeah, so I got two. One, one is uh, my dad trying to relate with me on a toy level. When he was a kid, he was all about slot cars and the uh, and then the little football player game with the you know, the vibrating. Fuel, oh right? yeah. Yep. So when I started getting into GI Joe, he was at the store and the uh, the Tyco slot racer, the GI Joe game. The it was uh, trucks. It was essentially a logistics game. How how weird is that? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, slot racers with with uh, a cobra. A Cobra covered uh, cargo uh, truck and a G.I. Joe one. And then, uh, so I remember that one. That one was great. Uh, that was a, my dad early on reaching out and trying to find something that the two of us could do together. That was fun. Nice. And then, uh, this is a little bit after I got, you know, I'm, I'm not a kid when this comes out, but uh, one that I don't think gets enough credit is Jack specific wrestlers. Because, you know, and you guys have mentioned it several times when you talk about face scan technology and mm. stuff. I mean, these originators right there, you know. So. Yep.
2: Yeah, good call. Darren, any uh, honourable mentions or something that couldn't quite make so like the
4: top five? No, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down. Uh, one Prince one. from the Vintage Masters Universe line, um, Optimus Prime from G One Hasbro Transformers line, uh, Castle Grayscale from Mattel's Masters Universe line, and um, so that's that's three. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Egon Spengler from the Real <laughs> Ghostbusters and. Um, from Kenner and I'm gonna say um, Robin from Superpowers.
3: So that's Christmas that's in 1986. So, what else did you get? You
2: know, <laughs> uh, some good shout outs there. Look, the only other one I had that I really tried to squeeze into that top five Teddy Ruxpin. Nice, yep. that yep. was uh, an amazing toy, and, and again, me and my sister. We're, we would fight over that many years later as to who got to keep. Them. I've still got some of the tapes still, like. Uh, packaged up with the books and everything. I don't think he works, unfortunately, anymore. That's just the age of the thing. But, yeah, he was uh, amazing for, for for that era.
4: He was awesome. I remember kids taking him to school and other kids trying to put ACDC in him and also. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. And my, my final shout-out has to be for Kenner's Batman, the Animated Series Batman Combat Belt Batman, uh, which was, yep. uh, yeah, I love the Superpowers version, but I never had that as a kid so Batman the Animated Series, Combat Bill Batman was my kind of childhood Batman. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Now, I just want to do a couple of quick shout-outs. Um, I did
3: mention my uh, superpowers, Batman, and also in my top 10, I had um, Micro Machines. And I just want to give a shout-out to Matt Lang, one of my um, special uh, friends from uh, child, my you know, earlier primary school years. He has hooked me up with both of those toys uh, to put into my collection from cool. his own childhood uh, collection. So I, nice. I just... Special shout-out to him. Also want to give a shout-out to the guy because I each day when I was running this, I gave a um, you know plug to someone else to continue the game mm. going. So shout out to Sean Fuster, Webster eighty three, Killer Carp, Sam Cripps, John Clawfield, Ostie from King Kaiju Collectibles, Adam Harper, Brendan Crates, Gra- uh, Motu Dennis, Mark Randall, Jay Peak, and Anthony Mitchell for all continuing yeah, on yeah. from my little one nice. um,
2: shenanigans. So Seen lots thank of you. It. It's yeah, you, it's great. Normally, awesome. normally when these things come up and it's like post ten places you've been in the world, I'm like. Not nah, keep scrolling. Yeah, Not so interested. I. And I'm yeah. like,
1: ooh, toys. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll read all of these. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Very. I haven't ignored you, Ben. I just haven't gotten a chance to get to it. No, no, and, and look,
3: other people have actually, you know, reached out and said, "Look, they're you know in tubs, or oh, it's not the right time for me to do this. Yeah. I'll get to it eventually." So you know, but I just wanted to shout out the people that are actively doing it, and the, then they'll continue on to shout out other people yeah. and the, you know, the the, neb, the web, you know. Well, oh yeah, we'll uh, infiltrate. Yeah, Take yeah. continue to go. <laughs> yeah.
4: I just, it, it's such a cool thing to do the longer Um, it takes for people to get to it and I'm acutely aware that I'm one of those people who hasn't got to it yet the longer it runs for (laughs) yeah exactly
3: so So true as other people
0: finish other people can take over
3: so true very
0: good wonderful well we're going to wrap this episode Chris thank you so much for joining us I know you've got to get up at a ridiculous hour to come in so we really appreciate your time and your insight on KB Toys
1: Uh, as always guys anytime you want me on you have me on it's it's great i love i love getting a chance to, to hang out with you guys and talk toys
0: yeah absolutely yeah. wonderful yeah we enjoy it so much too so thank you so much chris and to all our patrons and listeners thank you so much for your ongoing support for tuning into another episode of toy power we really love your support and all the comments and chats that we have online are fantastic as well and we hope to see you around the toy aisles so stay well and take care everyone and until next time
4: good journey <laughs>
2: you can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us Podcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows well they're not more awesome than us but you